Today's message comes from Psalm 27, verses 1, and then we're going to fast forward to verse 4 through 9. And it reads from the New Revised Standard Version. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord that I will seek after. To live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the covenant of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek my face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God, my salvation. The word of the Lord. My friends, I want to talk briefly from the subject, this one thing. And I need to say this as a... As a so the disclaimer, many of you probably saw me even as I was walking up here kind of writing and, and fumbling with my folder. The reason being is because just this morning, and, and Meg can really attest to this, I am the type of person that really spent a lot of time studying and and preparing, and I don't make light, you know, of the gift and the opportunity to preach. I trust in the guidance of the Holy Spirit, uh, but maybe not theologically sound, but I do believe that the Lord helps those who help themselves. Um, so obviously, you know, I spend a lot of time preparing, and my message was good to go. <laughs> By Wednesday, because I know I had a, a busy weekend, and I got up, was excited, ready for Sunday morning like every other morning, and psh, the Lord called an audible. <laughs> so I said, okay, Lord, I know every time you call an audible, it always works out for my good, it works uh, good for those who I'm led to serve and proclaim your message. And as much as I try to avoid it and know I haven't been living up under a rock, and, you know, when I said this 
way back in November that my life did not change the day before election and it definitely didn't change the day after election and I declare it's not going to change uh, based on an election. Now, well, obviously I need to change because that's growth and development. If I remain the same, somebody help me. Rick, I know you'll do a good job at that. But this morning, and it's something that I, I never do, I never look at TV or listen to MPR or any of that, uh, especially on a Sunday morning. But although I was aware of the chaos, the unrest, the protests, the division, the anger, the ugliness, you know, I was kind of oblivious <laughs> of that, again, because I had a lot going on this weekend, and, and I was spending time uh, with my fraternity brothers uh, at our conference, which is the, it's the first state conference I've been to in 16 years. So I didn't want to think about, you know, what was going on in Washington, D.C. after the inauguration. But one of the glories and the challenges of, of being a, a preacher, a seminary trained preacher at that, as much as we try to avoid situations that go on in, in, the, in, in the world, in the community, and not that you, we try to avoid it, but, you know, sometimes some, there's an old saying that says ignorance is bliss. And even Solomon said that, that, you know, that I, I wish I didn't know. You know, he said that in Ecclesiastes, but because I know, because I've been trained, because I've been preaching for, for a while, I can't always get away from the context of the community, the issues that go on in the community. And then... Again, unless we've been living under a rock, this whole election process, for me, has been the ugliest thing that I've ever seen in my lifetime in this country. And I've said this over and over again, and I'm not going to go off into a tangent about, about whether or not you're right or wrong, who should have won, who should have. I, I don't do that. That's just not who I, who I am. But we have seen so much bitterness, so much hatred, so much anger, so much unrest based off of an election. And I've said this before that I, I think oftentimes the reason why we're like that is because one, we don't see each other in the image, the majo day of God. Or we put our trust in human folk who are going to die. And if your trust is, is rooted in people, elected or appointed officials, then you, your hope is pretty unstable. Because elected and appointed officials come and go. And what does all that have to do with this psalm text? Well, 
when God called the audible, obviously in, in, in me writing and me praying very fast, the Lord kind of brought to my attention, and it's still the lines, because even when the Lord calls an audible, I just believe the Lord never takes you completely away from what you've been, you, you have already prepared. And, and I saw the correlation with the unrest, the division, the bitterness, and the hatred in our country, more specifically in D.C. on Friday up until today. I saw the correlation where we oftentimes put our focus on human folks. And in context with, with what, how, what we saw from, from Friday to today, where we put our focus on our new president, who we must pray for, who we must support. He is the president of the United States. As long as you're a citizen... This country, he is. It's not going to change. The president of the United States. But he's not God. Even David in this psalm text, a king at that particular time that that particular division was written, he even saw the importance of focusing his attention on the Lord. He was a king. He could have allowed himself to be arrogant and pompous. He could have allowed himself to see himself high and lifted up. He could have even almost required his servants to adore him and treat him. Like he was God, but he did not. He was consistent for the most part. We know he messed up uh, numerous times, but for the most part, he was consistent at reminding himself and showing those who he was led to, to serve and lead how important it was to keep their attention on the Lord. And in this 27th division of Psalm, David helps us to refocus our attention. And in this first verse, David declares, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And he asked himself a question that maybe we should ask ourselves as well, whom shall I fear? And David went on to say, the Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? But in the fourth verse, David takes it a little further and David invites us into his heart desires where, where he tells us one thing. I ask of the Lord that I will seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. My friends, there, there are indeed 
many things that we can ask of the Lord. We can ask and we can have a a desire to never experience hard times, never experience sadness or, or uneasiness in our life journeys. Indeed, my friends, we can desire to one day unanimously elect a new president that everyone likes and Free us from protests, whether valid or not valid. Free us from anger. Free us from division. We can have that desire. We can also desire to live in a land where harmony, justice, equality, and equitability are accessible for all people. And my friends, although these desires are Honorable, let's be real, they're highly unlikely. In fact, my friends, I can blast out a long list of arguable things that we could desire and most likely achieve. I I can stand here and and I can blast out and I can encourage and, and challenge us to desire to love each other. In the image of God. I, I can stand here and I can, and I can blast off and I can encourage us to treat everyone with dignity and respect. I can even encourage us to become the voice of the voiceless. I can even stand here Resound that we need to offer hope, especially in hopeless situations. Yet, my friends, I find it needful for me to think and encourage us, just like David encouraged himself in this psalm prayer. When we have all these desires and we have all these hopes and all these things that we think should happen and not happen, the one thing, my friend, that I want to encourage and and challenge us to get right is to stay in the presence of the Lord. This one thing that we should seek after is to live peacefully in the faith of the Lord that works in us and out of us. This one thing that we should seek after is to see, embrace, and endure the beauty of the Lord in all creation. This one thing that we should seek after is to have peace and and comfort in the protective hands of the Lord, not electing and appointed officials. My friends, this one thing that we should seek after is to know the will and the purpose of God. For our lives, for the life of our community, for the life of our church, sure, it would be great 
For our elected and appointed officials to have that same desire. But just in case they get it wrong, make sure you get it right. Make sure you're seeking the one thing that can make a difference in the lives that, that you are led to serve and lead. Make sure you're seeking to do what is right. And honorable according to God's word. My friends, regardless of what side you may be on, regardless of whether or not you want to accept the reality that I stated earlier, we do have a new president that's not going to change. But even in the midst of all of that, my friends, I want to encourage us to continue to rejoice always and everywhere. Because our greatest hope, our greatest help is in the Lord. God's grace is sustaining God's grace kept us in years past. Oh my gosh, Lord have mercy. And I believe the Lord's grace is going to continue to keep us moving forward. And if you're not excited about that, my friends, you need to just get out of your own way. God is able. God is faithful. So in that place where we can find that one thing, we can find joy again, my friends. So I say this in closing. I challenge us to spend some time seeking and reflecting on ways to recognize, acknowledge, adore, And proclaim the presence of the Lord all the days of our life. And if for some reason you're still wrestling with that, let me give us another boost. Scripture tells us to delight ourselves in the Lord. And he will give us the desires of our heart. Let that desire be that one thing, and that is to stay and be in the presence of the Lord.